Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook Podcast. The Different Skill Notebook is a tool for parents and educators to equip children and teens with the social, emotional, and independent skills needed to thrive in their life. The Different Skill Notebook is the result of the work of Dr. Sandra Savinelli and Anand Salma at the Social Mind Center. They found that parents and educators cannot always identify the skills needed to overcome some of the barriers that the child is experiencing to learning and thriving. The notebook identifies the different skills, tools, and resources needed to overcome some of the learning barriers and differences that are experienced by children and teens today. These are different times, requiring different skills and tools. Join us as we share our smart conversations with our parents, educators, and colleagues to give children the life skills and social adaptation needed to thrive in environments that keep changing. Welcome everyone to the Different Skill Notebook. Today, we are going to talk about anxiety management. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while now, but there's been a lot going on. I think anxiety is one of those things that um, we've all been dealing with, especially during the pandemic and after the pandemic. But I think it's also a very um, important topic to cover when dealing with children and teens. So we're going to talk about anxiety in teens today. And I have my son, um, Nicholas Anselma, with me. And anxiety is something that he has dealt with frequently. So today I'm actually interviewing him so he can tell us about his experience with anxiety and how he has managed his anxiety. So that is a skill that we're going to be talking about today, anxiety management. But we're going to start about with, with defining what is anxiety, right? And uh, I think everyone experiences anxiety a little different, but for the most part, it's a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with uncertain outcome. So we all experience anxiety, but today what we're going to talk about is when anxiety gets bad to the point that it stops you from living life as fully as you should or experiencing life and your days as you should, right? So when it's having an adverse effect, anxiety is actually not always a bad thing. It kind of puts us on alert. It's that flight or fight reflex. So it's intended to keep us aware of danger, but we don't want to live in that mental state of worry constantly. So today we're, we're going to talk with Nick, um, so hi, Nick. Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook podcast. Hello, hello. Uh, so today we, we're going to talk about anxiety and you're going to share with my audience what that looks like for you. So can you tell us what does that anxiety look like for you and when did you notice that your anxiety was bad? So I noticed my anxiety was bad about freshman year of high school. Okay. And what, what happened freshman year? Was just new school. Yeah, I was at a new school. I went to Calvary Christian Academy. It was a lot of new kids. I was 
I came in with two of my friends, but I didn't talk to them much at the time. So I was kind of on my own and trying yeah. to figure out. And you came from a really small school, right? You came, yeah. Calvary's a rather large school compared to Bethany Christian where you went originally yeah. for elementary. So it was like a lot of changes, a bigger school, uh, more students, and you didn't know a whole lot of people. So what, what did you notice um, that started happening this freshman year? Um, I didn't really know how to fit in. Uh, Bethany was, my middle school was 22 kids compared to my new class that was 180. So I didn't really know which group to go to. Calvary had a middle school and elementary prior as well. So everyone kind of had their groups figured out. So I kind of had to join one instead of make one. Right. Figure out how to do that. And you had been at Bethany since kindergarten. Yeah. So that's a long time to be at a small school where you know everybody, you're really comfortable, and now you go into a big school. And, you know, the good news about Calvary is that it's a very diverse school. So there's also, you have international students, right? You had kids from all other countries, other cultures. So it's very different in a lot of ways than Bethany was, right? Yeah. So tell me what started happening. So when I was trying to figure out how to like fit in and everything, like find friends to hang out with, I kind of found myself like overthinking every time I go talk to a kid. Or I make a new friend, talk to someone new, I kind of overthink it a lot. Because I didn't want to be weird. I kind of want to be like a cool kid. You were very self-conscious. Yeah. So you were overthinking the whole process of just walking up to somebody and saying hi. Yeah, because I want to be like cool, confident. That was like hard to do because I didn't really know how to do that, really. I overthought Well, you didn't even know if you were doing it wrong. You were just overthinking yeah, it for just, all you knew. You weren't looking weird. You just felt that way. Yeah, I was quiet most of the time, so I just overthink it so much that I was really quiet for it. So what did the overthinking do? You, you kind of saw yourself in a loop, yeah, overthinking it. Yeah, it like overth- froze me. You like, got frozen. Yeah. You get stuck. Yeah. So you would plan, so like walk me through that. So you'd get to school and you'd say, today I'm going to go do, I'm going to go walk up to somebody and yeah. say something. And I then, would do that. I'd make challenges. You challenge yourself, but then you kept thinking about it, how to go about it, what it would look like, how would yeah. it turn out, and then then you just wouldn't do it. Yeah, say it was like a kid in like the same classroom as me, like in the class, I'm like, oh, I should go talk to that person, like we're kind of friendly, make a new friend. I would like overthink like how I'd go say hi, how I'd start the conversation, the first thing I'd say, what I'd ask, you know, conversation started. I'd think about it, I'd try to plan it all out. You can't really do in a conversation because you don't know what they're going to say exactly. Yeah, yes, it's, an, it's um, it's a natural thing. It could go any which yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So and like, that's the hard part about social socialization, especially when it's more than one person. It can go in all different directions, and you really don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, exactly. So like, I would try my best to practice like not planning it out. Like, I would just kind of go up to the person, kind of like wing it, and that would work most of the time. Most of the time, but. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. So what did you do? You realized that you were overthinking things. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of took a step back and said, okay, let me just start um, with something small. Let me just let me just challenge myself with going up to somebody and just saying hi. Somebody that I'm familiar with, somebody you might have known from before or seen before, yeah. not just going up to like a total stranger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So because you knew you knew some people in Calvary because your sister knew people from Calvary and stuff. So you were like trying to figure out who can I go up to to just say hi yeah, and just true. take it from there, right? So the first thing you did was you took a step back because sometimes we can be – do you think your um, expectations on yourself were a little bit high yeah, on what definitely. you needed to do? And that, that can also cause more anxiety. Like we have unrealistic expectations about doing something. And then, you know, it's like our goal is a little too big and we need to chop it down into steps, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you did. The first step you took was I'm going to practice by going saying hi to somebody. So tell me about that. Tell me how, how you went about that. Did you did you go up to somebody at lunch? Did you, what what did you do? What did it yeah, look like? Yeah, I did a couple of things. Like before I said, like I'd go up to a classroom that was in Kuwait, so I would be friends with it. At lunchtime, everyone would sit usually in the same spots. So I think like, oh, I made that friend in this class. Like, why don't I go up to them during lunch? But hey, can I sit with you today? Stuff like that. So you did like a little mapping. Like I have this yeah, kid yeah. in my class. You know, I've already talked to him like, you know, casually. Hi, how are you? When you're in a classroom with somebody, you know, you have some kind of contact. So you kind of mapped it out a little bit. Who is somebody that I know from my classes? Yeah. Who is somebody that's familiar for me? Because that's a little more comfortable, right? Yeah. Going up to somebody familiar. Okay. So um, what also did you do? So you broke it down into small steps. And then what, what else did you do that was helpful to you to kind of just take this whole thing apart and, and overcome it? I talked to my sister about it. I talked to Gabby about it. Okay. And Gabby's a little further along in yeah. high school. And she's always extremely honest about how high school can be a nightmare. Yeah. And she, she would tell you it's really not like high school musical. It's, it really isn't like that. So, uh, but she has a lot of insight on how to how to navigate these things. She's a good problem solver, right? So, um, what what was helpful that she told you that that you took away from going to her? First of all, it's good to go talk to somebody about it because sometimes we think that things that we have in our head are much bigger than they really are, and when we get them out and we tell somebody and say to somebody, "Hey, I'm having a difficult time with this." You can find that other people are, have, have had that same experience or similar. It makes you feel better to hear that because I think it's sometimes you, you feel alone. Like you feel like, okay, I'm the only freshman that's dealing with this or has ever dealt with this going into high school. So it's, that's, that's like an unrealistic perception of reality, right? So talking to her made you realize that she had her challenges in high school too. What was something that she said that was helpful thinking back? Yeah. She, your sister gives you a lot of advice about a lot of things. She gave me a lot of advice and she would tell me like certain things to do, like that would help with it. She gave me like strategies and stuff, but it was mainly, I think that helped me the most was like observing Gabby. It's a weird way to put it. But like I look at like what Gabby did because she was like, when I was a freshman, she was a junior. Mm -hmm. When I was a sophomore, she was a senior. I would see her, she like gained friends, but then she would, I would see her like make friends. She went to like that from that one time and just went on her own yeah, not knowing anybody and yeah she she's made pretty friends. bold yeah yeah so like the boldness kind of inspired me i would do it on my own to try and i got better at it yeah but gabby went to most of her dances and proms by herself she challenged herself i'm just gonna go there yeah I can on my own um, <laughs> yeah it's a hard thing to do but but that's a good thing like challenge yourself you know but challenge yourself realistically at a you know, with something that you think is doable for you, right? Something you didn't do before, but 
you know, um, for Gabby, it was like, I really wanted, she wanted to go to some of these events and she didn't have a date because she, you know, wasn't dating anybody, but she went anyway. And mm-hmm. she said, I can go and meet people this God, way. I thought and, it was pretty rash. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was, you know, she's, um, the one thing about my daughter, Gabby, and we're going to have her on the podcast. She's very courageous. She has courage. You know, we all have strengths and weaknesses in our lives. And sometimes we have to lean into our strengths to overcome some of our weaknesses. Right. And, um, and I think one of your strengths is that you're a very friendly person and, if I had to say your greatest strength is you're a great listener. And I think that is a rarity today. And you can really use that to build friends because people need someone to talk to. You know, you think you need a friend, but they need a friend too, yeah. right? So, okay, so Gabby helped you. She gave you some advice. She gave you some of her strategies. But I think the important thing about him going to his sister is that he went to talk to somebody. So it's important to talk to people when you're struggling. You, you shouldn't be struggling on your own and try to figure things out on your own, especially if you find yourself in that same spot over and over again where you're not really coming to any resolutions or resolving anything because there's someone out there that knows how you're feeling, right? So what is the fourth thing that you think was a life changer for you with coping with anxiety? Because you know, we'll, we'll do a whole nother episode on this, but we talked about how you, you dealt with anxiety all throughout high school. It just kind of morphed and looked different at different times. And I think the reason is because life changes and our stressors are different. So we have to learn to how to manage those stressors, but we're going to talk about that at a whole nother conversation, but tell me what you did. The fourth thing you did, the fourth strategy that you did to cope with your anxiety. Oh, I worked out. You worked out, right? But how did that start? So because the, you told me that you, you, you took a strength and conditioning class. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know how to weight lift as a freshman. I worked out as a middle school. I did boxing. I did calisthenics, like push-ups and stuff. But I didn't actually, like, touch heavy weight until freshman year. Then I met my gym partner then. And ever since then, we've been working out every day. And that's kind of been, like, my relaxing time. Right. It's been so helpful for you because you were telling me that when you work out, you know, you you get all this dopamine in your brain and it just makes you feel good. But, but look at, let's break that down. So I think a lot of people are intimidated by exercise. They feel like they're not good at it. You know, like I have a lot of kids at my center that don't want to work out or they don't want to exercise because they don't feel comfortable doing it. But I think a big part of it is they don't know what to do. Yeah. Like if they went to a gym, like a lot of us or or, or we're going to participate in something, they don't know what to do. So they're like shy away from it because they're like, oh, that's not for me. But then you took this class in high school, strength and conditioning, and it really defined for you how to weight lift, like proper way to yeah. weight lift. And, you know, there's tons of classes like that that you can take to say what works for you. Yeah. But, but you don't even have to take a class to learn how to exercise. A lot of my knowledge comes from my some of my other friends who weight lift, just research on my own time, coaches, trainers, stuff like that. Like I did track for a while, so I learned how to run. Right, I because good cardio from you that. started the weightlifting and then you met people at the gym. Yeah, yeah. You met Thomas, your partner, your weightlifting partner, because you usually have somebody to spot you when you weightlift. 
Then there's other people at the gym from the school because you would go to the Calvary gym and they're all working out and, and you start to see the same people in the same place and, yeah. and you and meet them. And people are all nice in the gym because like they all started like either being like skinnier or bigger and they have like a certain goal. So they're still working towards that goal. So like when they see other people are kind of working for something, they kind of support that. That's what I've seen most of the time. So what do you think, um, other than it being incredibly good, physiologically to manage anxiety because movement it's like the number one thing to manage anxiety yeah. from walking i mean weightlifting is actually one of the top things that is recommended because it kind of depressurizes your brain so it's yeah. a good thing but tell me what what it did for you the working out well it would what i would do i still do is i think of something that's like stressing me out it can be a lot of anxiety something like in the future or something that's already happened in my day and I kind of think about that while I'm working out. And I kind of, after my workout, I'm kind of done with it. Like that. You release thought. it. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Release it. Like yeah. it's not, it's out of my brain. So it's kind of, I kind of like worked it out. And then after my workout, I'm like, you know what? It didn't matter that much. Or like, it's not as big deal as I thought. Like I'll get over it. That's right. kind of made me more confident. Right. And, but also, but also, what do you, what do you, what did it do for you? You said it get built confidence in you. Working yeah. out built confidence. Tell me about that. How did it build your confidence? So like, just kind of working toward the goal and trying to be healthier, trying to get bigger. It kind of like builds confidence because you even see And people, stronger, right? You yeah, wanted yeah. to get physically stronger. Yeah, you see like progress on like your bench or like how much you squat, like seeing that number go up. It just makes you feel better. Like you feel stronger and then like... Yeah, you have a goal and you're pushing yourself every time you push yourself a little bit more. Yeah, and right? like other like gym people, you'll like see in the gym around like they'll compliment you. They'll be like, hey man, that's like pretty impressive and like you kind of reciprocate that. Like, it's a good environment to be in, you know? Like it's a positive people. environment. Yeah, everybody's working towards a goal, and the goal is to make their body healthier. And different goals, because, it, you know, some people might be, you know, your school is a big sports school. Mm -hmm. So, but everyone's working different goals. Not everyone's looking to, you know, um, do weightlifting to change yeah. the way their body looks. Some people are just doing it for strength. Like, like for girls, strength is so good to build muscles, because women you know, lose muscle over time, over years. So it's different goals for different people, right? But do you feel like it helped you accomplishing that goal, help you build confidence? It encouraged you, hmm. right? It encouraged you. But it also helped you deal with your anxiety because it was a decompressor, right? Yeah. It was like a decompression chamber, right? Yeah. So like the actual workout and like sweating it out on my own was like great for my confidence, but also like the people around me. I got to talk to like conversations before or during that happened naturally you're there yeah, to work yeah. out and then you meet somebody else you know you might meet somebody else that's doing the same thing there for the same reason you are or even different goals like i've i've met people who do basketball like football and they don't do exactly what i do and like my same exact goals but they still like respect me my compliment and be like hey that's like really impressive man because we all have like right our different strengths and stuff and kind of like build right and then that. now you work out with Gabby, yeah. like when she's here from New York, you work out with Gabby and that's yeah. great for her. And you've gotten her into weightlifting, which has been really good for her. And we'll let her tell her story on how she, that helps her. But then you also work with her boyfriend, Mickey. He works out with you too. You guys all do it together. It's a social thing that you guys do together. I haven't joined the team yet, you know, <laughs> and maybe I can do that before he goes away to college. So that's great, Nick. Um, I think this is a really good, I think this has been helpful. And I think that people listening would, would find it helpful first, because I know there's a lot of teens out there 
you know, struggling with these overthinking and loopy thoughts and they're stuck in whatever their fear may be, you know, because anxiety can start from a fear or worry and then it can kind of get a lot bigger. I call it the anxiety monster. So I think this is a good way. So do you have any other things you want to say before we, we get off the podcast and finish our session today? Do you want anything to share? to people your age, any last thought you might want to share? I'd say probably what I kept telling myself ever since freshman year, I'd always tell myself, like, I have so much time to get my life better and, like, too much time to do it to, like, just not try. You know, Mm -hmm. I tell myself that. Well, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, say that again. So you have too much time. I got too much time to accomplish what I want to do and too much time to do it to just not try. Give it a yeah. little try. Take a baby yeah. step, right? Because that's what you did. You took one step. You said, I'm going to go say hi to somebody. You know, and, and you don't have to worry about what happens up next, but saying hi is a door you're opening to socialize. Because that did push me to be who I am today. And I think I'm a pretty confident kid today. I'm yeah, you worked ambitions. on it. Yeah. You worked on it. And, it. and I think it's important to share with people, and maybe we'll do that in our next episode, some of your other struggles and how you overcame those. And, and, and the good news to hear everyone out there to all those teens that may be struggling with anxiety or families that their kids are struggling with anxiety is it, it is overcomable, but we have to take that first step, right? And some of those um, first steps sometimes involves getting other people involved because it's hard to get out of it. If you're stuck in a loop, it's hard to get out of it. You might need somebody to pull you out of it, right? But you need some help. So it's important to get help. It's important to talk to other people. And it's important to know that a lot of people go through this and a lot of people get over to the other side of it. So thanks so much for listening. I hope this was hopeful. I plan on bringing Nick back again. He has a lot of wisdom to share. I always learn from him. I always learn from my kids. So parents, you, you, you wouldn't believe it, but you can learn from teens. They can teach you. And the important part as a parent is to listen because they need to be heard and they need to have a place where they can be heard because sometimes you can be the one to help them and you can be the one that they can come to talk to to get some guidance. But make sure you're open to that. So I look forward to our next episode. We're going to continue to talk about anxiety and then I'm going to interrupt the anxiety series with what I think is the most important skill, social skill, which is taking a turn. So you guys will hear about that. And then I'm going to bring Gabby on um, to the podcast too, to share her experience with anxiety and how she's overcome that. So um, I look forward to the next session. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out our website, socialmindcenter.com. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the Different Skill Notebook. The script is available on the Podbean site and at socialmindcenter.com. We can also be reached through our website.